Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Aesthetic Insider Radio. This is your host, Angela O'Mara. Today we have um, a really super interesting guest that I think many of um, you will be really interested to learn what Michelle Oliver has to say. Michelle is a human resource expert with over 20 years of leadership experience. She is currently with a a solution center advisor at Cedar HR Solutions and actually also acts as their internal human resource manager. Michelle, welcome to Aesthetic Insider. Um, It's great to have you on the show today. Thank you, Angela. It's kind of you to have me. Absolutely. Michelle, I'd really like you to give our listeners a little bit more insight into who, who you are and kind of the role that you play at Cedar HR Solutions. Okay, thank you. Well, as you said, I've been doing human resource work for about 20 years. Uh, I started out as a high-volume recruiter. I've worked as an HR generalist, an HR manager. At one point, I moved all the way up the uh, corporate ladder to be a VP of HR for a Fortune 100 company. I'm happily ensconced at Cedar now. Um, And all the way along, really what each role taught me was the importance of being a good business partner and giving knowledgeable advice in form of options uh, to my employers who have questions or needs. You know, can you explain, um, because, you know, many of our listeners are uh, physicians and practice managers within the aesthetic industry, and I think the term HR, human resources, is something that for many small business owners, they think, oh, well, that's just what all the big companies like IBM have. But I think with the changing in labor laws, you know, nationwide, um, the importance and the role of the HR person is becoming more apparent. And so I'd love for you to explain to our listeners just kind of what an HR person does in real terms. Absolutely. So, of course, it always depends on industry, company size, the role of the person, and the number of employees. But really, generally speaking, at this point in time, employers are six times more likely to be sued by an employee than, for instance, a doctor by a patient. So that's where you have to be most careful in this date and age. You're going to want to be working with somebody who can help guide you with regard to recruiting and hiring, performance management of your employees, uh, coaching your leaders, maybe coaching the doctor, policy recommendations, and then employee relations, which could be investigations or employee complaints, could even be team building or training sessions. Um, again, you're really your HR person is your business partner who advises you so that you can make informed decisions for your practice. And how long has CEDA been um, working with the aesthetic industry and medical doctors in general? Well, CEDAR has been working with doctors for 10 years. It's our 10-year anniversary this year. Um, oh, and if you look at our website, oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, it may appear if you look at our website that we have a heavier focus on dental practices, but really that's simply where many of our referrals have come from. A person that has a DR in front of their name seems to be targeted, uh, whether it's by employees or departments of labor or the state agencies. There's a perceived power and financial imbalance, um, and so it's simply assumed that a doctor has more money or more power, and so that can make them a target. 
You know, I just kind of want to go back to you for, for just one more moment here because I do have loads and loads of questions about employees and government regulations and et cetera. But one of the things um, I, I do seem to, to understand is that you have what has been termed an SPHR master's. Um, am I correct in academically that is like similar to taking the bar? You're exactly correct. Uh, Senior professional human resources, I had to sit for an exam. Uh, When I've talked to my contemporaries, it is similar to sitting to pass the bar or get your CPA. It's really viewed as a capstone to your HR professional career. Got it, got it. So obviously you have a lot of of background and experience and academic and everything in human resources. Um, Let me ask you another question. You know, it seems... No, you're talking about now, and that's quite a large number, I think, to say that a physician is six times more likely to be sued by an employee than he is by a patient, because I do know from the physicians that we work with that they're all fearful of malpractice and, you know, and, and, and patient, and they're, they're taught much more in medical school and even in graduates um, training and, and trade shows and different things that there's a lot of emphasis put on you know, taking care of the patient and that way that, you know, that you won't suffer lawsuits and bedside manner, et cetera, et cetera. But I think many of them still don't really understand the importance of that employee um, atmosphere, the em- you know, the employee rules and regulations. Um, and it does seem to be that there are just so many state and federal government kind of expectations on the, co- on the aesthetic surgeon um, in your experience working with doctors, how knowledgeable is the average employee? Um, the average employee is getting dangerously knowledgeable, wherein they have just enough information to be dangerous. But I've found, I talk to doctors all day, every day, and many of them have no knowledge of employment law. They simply don't teach it in medical school, as you referred to. And really, it's nothing to feel badly about. It's uh, similar to expecting me to know how to do a rhinoplasty. I, I have no idea. Uh, so I had to look up how to spell it, as a matter of fact. So um, it would not end well. Okay, so it, it's important now for the doctors to know that as their business gets started, as it's growing, as it's in existence, that they need to get some guidance in these areas, and they should have no shame or uh, no bad feelings about not knowing about employment law or how to manage employees. That's just not something that was ever in their curriculum. And then how easy is it for a litigious employee to file a legal action against a doctor? Uh, It's very, very easy. Anyone can file a lawsuit at any time for any reason. There's no obstacles to filing a claim. And in a lot of cases, it costs as little as $250 to file a claim, and it's very easy to get an employment law attorney to listen to your tales of woe and start to build a case. You know, in California, they advertise on billboards, uh, attorneys do, and um, recently in Pennsylvania, a class of law students, well-meaning, I'm sure, put out a guide for employees about how to and what to sue their employers for. Mm, Interesting. Interesting. Well, talking about a guide for how you can sue a employer, um, I know one of the things that Cedar is kind of its claim to fame is the importance of the employee handbook. Um, so a question for you is, is in your years of now working with physicians, is it common 
that a doctor will use a generic employee handbook or perhaps a copy of one that a colleague has given to him. Um, how is their practice when it comes to that employee handbook? You know, unfortunately, that's not uncommon. Um, you know, when you read a handbook, you can think, well, this all sounds reasonable, right? But if you don't have a knowledge of the law federally and then locally, it can really bite you. Um, small employers just don't understand that there's expertise required in drafting the legally compliant handbook. Yeah, and I'd like to kind of, you know, if you will, go into a little bit more depth with me on the CEDAR employee handbook, because from what I, I understand, you know, and we do talk about California, and unfortunately, which is where I'm based, and California seems to kind of be the, the breeding ground for just everything that can go wrong in anything in the medical practice. And then once it happens in California, then it happens all over the rest of the nation, Um you know, so let's just kind of talk a little bit about, you know, your employee handbook and what is different about it compared to what somebody may just have borrowed from a friend. Okay. Well, first, we would remove any non-compliant policies. So um, in instant, there are instances where an employee or the state can sue an employer just for having a non-compliant policy in their book, even if they've never used the policy or worked with the policy. Just having it there can cause you to be sued now. So we can help you so that you can use your CEDAR handbook day in, day out to helpfully kind of guide you through managing your employees, managing day-to-day -day situations, whether it's, you know, how much vacation you're giving to everybody or uh, how much leave uh, an employee is entitled to going out on maternity leave so that you're safely managing your employees. We also customize your handbook um, so it's customized to the law of the state and to your practice, the culture of your practice. It's not just a book that's going to sit on a shelf. It's actually going to be a tool for your business. Hmm. Now, you know, um, you know, without kind of using any names here, and, and you know, we've heard of, like, like I think for many of the physicians, they understand certain things that can happen in the practice. Like, you know, in, in magazines, trade magazines recently, there's been an emphasis on embezzlement within the practice, which they know, you know, a staff stealing um, fillers and Botox or, or products or money. Um, but then I, I think there are other, again, smaller things within the practice that doctors don't understand could become big problems, including things like, what are what are the acceptable breaks as written by the labor laws of that particular state or you know how much time for bathroom breaks lunch breaks clocking in you know all of these just general business things um so can you give us any examples of a simple matter that became a big problem within a medical practice Yes, absolutely. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, yeah, we sure have you guys a like, Which one do I tell her first, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'll I'll tell you something from last fall. We have a doctor uh, in Texas who terminated somebody for what appeared on the surface to be very reasonable. He had an employee who was clocked in during work time on his practice who was on her pace, personal Facebook account. Okay, But on her personal Facebook account, she was speculating whether the doctor was having an extramarital affair or not. Uh, oh. The doctor was, in, yeah, yeah, no, uh, very no nice, difference. right? The doctor, the doctor was incensed, and I don't blame him. He printed out the conversation and went out and terminated her. 
he had spyware, so he was able to see what was going on on his computer. Um, this uh, this employee went out, left, and got an attorney who got the Na National Labor Relations Board on her side. It ended up costing the doctor $50,000 in legal fees in four months. He had to offer this employee her job back and read a statement to his office about what he had done wrong. So where this went wrong was, right, and this all seems very reasonable. It's, it sounds absurd when you're talking about it, but um, this employee's action was protected under the National Labor Relations Act as protected activity because it was in a conversation with about her job on her personal Facebook, okay? So it's very difficult for a doctor to know how that would run afoul of the law, okay? But and if he had indeed just fired for personal activity on work time, it would have been clean. There would have been no issue. So mm. he was upset. I don't blame him. Um, you know, I'm not really here to discuss what I agree with or what I disagree with in the law. I'm really here just to talk to our doctors and uh, let them know that we're here to protect them and advise them so that they know where the holes in the sidewalk are so they don't fall into it. So if he had fired her because she was just using company time to do personal activity, that would have been different than, than he fired her for basically poking into his personal life and her having a conversation on her own personal pr protected Facebook page. Correct. Well, Correct. Yeah. yeah, and that is and that yeah. is the type of thing I do think that, you know, is, um, you know, again, many physicians are small business owners, and in that small business environment, we do get very close and comfortable with employees and, and, and our different staff, I think, rather than in a, in a much larger organization where there is a human resources and any employee thing is just, it's black or white. You know, there's no fuzziness in the middle of all of this. Um but, yeah, that is unbelievable. And then you talk about, you know, it cost him $50,000 in legal fees in four months, which I can imagine because they, those costs rack up rapidly. Um, mm -hmm. But then I'm sure you can't even build into that the, the lack of time away from surgery that he probably spent dealing with this issue that could have been handled in a much different way. Yes. A doctor is almost always going to be required uh, to be in court or to attend an arbitration hearing. And that is, it could just be him. There are instances where they could call in your whole team from your office. They could shut down your office for a few days to perform an audit. If you need to hire an attorney, you're probably looking at $5,000 just to retain them, a respectable firm. And then you're looking at about $300 an hour for them to work on your case. Oh, so, no. I mean, some in some states, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. A recent, and I'm talking about averages here, you know, and so yes. a recent average was $50,000 to win a wrongful termination suit. And remember, there's absolutely no guarantee you're going to win. No. And then, and then, and I'm sure that this is, is probably a question that can take any length of time, but how long does a legal action against a doctor actually take to resolve? Years. Yeah. Years. That depends it, on the tissue. It averages, absolutely, you're totally right. But the averages, again, we're talking in averages here, t 12 to 15 months, uh, and usually the matter will get settled. 
rather than, you know, going all the way through court. Um, it can take far less time if you have an arbitration agreement in place. It could take six months to a year. But either way, that's time away from the office that you're not seeing patients, and that's money that you're paying out to your attorneys. Now let me ask you, if this same physician in Texas who's had this issue, had he called CEDAW to say, this happened in my office today, what do you recommend I do? Is that something that he can do, you know, is to become part of the CEDAW network and ask questions and get guidance from you on before he fires that employee yes. to make sure he's doing it right? Absolutely. I always tell all my doctors, tap the brakes before you terminate. Give us a call. If you're a member doctor, you're going to talk to myself or one of the attorneys on staff, and we're going to talk you through. And there are many different ways to skin a cat, which is a horrible term, so forgive me for using it. But um, <laughs> there are different ways to look at things. So anytime a doctor calls me, uh, Angela, I'm going to do a risk assessment. I'm going to talk to them uh, and ask a lot of questions to find out what level of risk is associated with this termination. And then I'm going to help them figure out the best way to approach it. I'll draft documentation for them to present during the meeting, and I'll even coach them through how to conduct the meeting if they need it. Now, I have heard, you know, that one of the things that is always recommended anyway, at least from other people I've talked to about these things, is when, when a doctor does that, you know, one-on-one or that, that, that exit interview and firing with that person, um, generally it's recommended that, that they don't be alone when they do that, that they have another employee or the practice manager or in with them when they're, when they're doing that termination. Is that correct? Absolutely. Always have a witness with you. Ideally, it's going to be your practice manager, your office manager, somebody who is not just simply a peer with that employee. Um, but you always want to have a witness there. And that witness is, can very well be a silent person. They're just there. Now, are there any other, like, do you have, like, your top five HR tips that every plastic and cosmetic surgeon should know? Um, you know, really, any employer, you need to know uh, the rules for interviewing, uh, the type of interview style that's best to do, and you want to always check references. You're going to want to have a set hiring protocol in place for that person when they start that you make sure that you're getting all the proper documents paid, that you're classifying them properly uh, with your payroll system. You're going to want to make sure that they get the handbook and that they sign off on that so they're aware of the policies of the office and they can work under it. You know, if you're going to do a termination, you're definitely going to want to talk to and get some advice. If it's not from CEDAR, get it from somewhere so that you know the risk level associated with that termination so it's not a surprise to you later. Um, and then, you know, we talk a lot day-to-day uh, situational advice. Um, because really every office is a little different. The specifics of every situation is different. Um, but you're going to want to have a good solid leave policy in place. You're going to want to have a policy so employees know how to bring concerns to you. Because ultimately, always remember, you want your employees to bring your concerns to you rather than to the labor board, to the EEOC, to an employment law attorney. You always yeah. want to have the first opportunity. 
So how does Cedar HR Solutions help protect a doctor and their practice with legally compliant employee handbooks and, and policies like you just stated? Well, you know, we go through and uh, with every handbook, we have a session where we do a handbook review and we help customize the book to the doctor's office and we make sure it's legally compliant, always federally, but then, of course, state and locally. Um, And then we're there to explain the policies to the doctor so he has an idea why he's making these decisions and he can articulate it, or at the very least that his antenna will go up if he starts hearing certain things from an employee. He'll know, I better, you know, talk to somebody about this or I better get them to put their complaint in writing so that I'm more nailing them down to what their concern is and I know how to appropriately respond to it. It just helps you manage your employees more easily and more confidently. Well, and now, and I would imagine that the employee handbook that you create is um, is customized to the doctor, as you mentioned earlier. But then, not all of the states have exactly the same laws. I mean, I would imagine it's relatively commonplace that most laws are the same. But I would imagine in certain states like California, we have a few others, <laughs> other laws that nobody knows about. Um, so I'm kind of go, going to go out on a limb here by saying that Cedar obviously is very up-to-date with all of the current labor laws state-by-state. Yes, absolutely. Um, You know, and if you're in California, you may as well be on another planet in some cases when it comes to employment law. In many cases. (laughs) Yeah, right, I guess so. Um, We do track state and local legislation. We have our in-house attorneys read and analyze the law. Uh, We're constantly interpreting it and how it affects our uh, doctor members and what policies may need to be changed. You know, an example would be the mandatory paid sick leave is sweeping the nation lately. That's gone through California, Oregon, Massachusetts. I expect that it will keep growing across the country. Um, You know, we're experts in knowing where the differences are from state to state. So whether it's, you know, do I have to pay jury duty? We know where to look to find that out in your state, uh, as well as an important thing is when to pay out final wages. Let's say you've separated with somebody. In many cases, there's a specific date that you have to pay those final wages by, and we know how to watch out for those things and to make you aware of them. Now, if um, a physician already has a handbook that CEDAR has created, but then an employee has an unexpected question, that is maybe not covered in the employment handbook, how does a physician handle that? Can they call your team directly and ask that question? If you're a member doctor, absolutely you call us and we'll we'll get that uh, answered for you right away. If you're not a member doctor, you know, when an employee brings a question to you, always a best practice to say, if you don't know the answer, you know, let me get back to you. Let me find out about that and let me get back to you and then absolutely get back to them. If you are a member doctor, just give us a buzz and we'll talk about it. Um, If you're in a situation, again, where you think that this employee is asking a strange question because you're afraid maybe they're going to call the EEOC or file a wage and hour complaint, you're going to want to have them write down their complaint 
so that you kind of nail them down to what their concern is. And then, again, you always respond to it. So whether you contact Cedar or whether you contact some other advice uh, specialist in, in the section of the law that they're talking about, you want to get those answers back to that employee and have an appropriate response for them. Now, say I'm a doctor who has a problem like today and I'm not a uh, part of the CEDA network. Is it easy for me to become part of the CEDA network? Is there a sign-up program or how does all of that work? Is, are you the it's right very person? easy. You know? Okay. Yeah, I, you know, um, it, you wouldn't be talking to me, certainly, uh, but um, unless you, once you get through that part and you become a member, then you get to talk to me on a regular basis okay. uh, <laughs> or one of our other Solutions Center advisors. But um, you can talk to somebody in our customer relations group, and uh, they'll absolutely get you signed up and over to an advisor. You know, we can expedite certain uh, issues when they come through. If we have a doctor that needs to do a separation that day, uh, in that moment, something has happened. Um, we absolutely can get on the phone with them as quickly as possible and help them get some resolution. And then, um, how frequently, with the employee handbook, do do you reach out to your members to update their handbooks? Is it an ongoing basis? Is it just as state laws change? So, but how often do you do that? Or do you recommend that that doctors do that? Well, we absolutely recommend annually, and we set that up with our member doctors. Uh, of course, if there's a legal change that comes through, the law changes and a sick leave comes out, and we contact all of the doctors in that state and make contact and make sure that we update their handbook immediately so they're compliant when the start date hits. Um, but I can say that if you have a handbook that was done prior to March of 2015, you're definitely out of compliance. There were legal changes last year federally. Um, and so in those instances, we contacted all of our members, got the changes out to everybody, made sure they were aware of them. Um, but if you if you didn't get your handbook with us, please do you know take a look at it because there's probably some issues laying there right now. You know, and it's interesting because you, you mentioned that since March 2015, there's been... Um, federal employment laws that have changed. Um, but then that doesn't take into consideration state employment laws, which, as we mentioned earlier, are often different from state to state. Um, would you say the same, you know, for um, state changes? Have they been as changing as rapidly as the federal changes have? You know, I don't know that it's uh, necessarily rapid. Sometimes these things happen and it almost seems like they're flying under the radar if you are not sitting there looking for it as an employment attorney, as a HR professional. You know, we're uh, HR geeks. This is what we do all day is pay attention okay. to these national <laughs> laws and state laws. So I would really expect there would be nothing that would trigger this in uh, many instances for a medical provider unless they happen to be reading the paper you know, that morning and they see that something's gone into effect. And oftentimes that's when we'll get phone calls. Uh, you know, the doctors in Massachusetts started calling last year saying, hey, I just saw this article this weekend. Is there something I'm supposed to be doing? And then, you know, they would sign up to do a handbook and we would kind of take them through it. That's a really interesting point because I do think, you know, for a lot of the physicians is these are all things they don't really think about, of course, because they're busy doing surgery and seeing patients all day. But then it is, it's like, you know, they sit down over the weekend or over a holiday or on vacation to finally sit down and read the newspaper, and that's when they see, oh, wow, you know, there's been 
things that perhaps I should be concerned about. Um, you know, Michelle, we have about um, two minutes left on the show, and so you know, I want to make sure that are there any other things that you would really want our listeners to know about Cedar and how they can work with you or you know, red flags to look for in the practice? What would kind of be a, a leaving statement that you'd like to make with us? Well, you know, I want people to feel that there is a huge advantage to having advisors on your side, just as I don't think most of the doctors probably do their own accounting work. Likely they have a CPA or an accountant, a financial advisor. I think that you should seriously consider having a human resource professional uh, that's there at your side to help you when you need it because you're not going to need it every day, but when you do need it or simply for for your office manager so you don't accidentally uh, run afoul of the law, get yourself into trouble that you had no intention of getting into, uh, let us help you and be there to to guide you and warn you and really make your life a little bit easier. Now, you know, if, if a physician out there is, is thinking, well, you know, I have an employee handbook, and but I'm not quite sure how I got it or if I made it up myself or if my practice manager did it or where it came from, but perhaps I should have an expert from Cedar HR Solutions take a look and evaluate my handbook. Um, is there a cost to them to do that, or how would they go about having you guys take a look at it? Yeah, there's absolutely no cost. Uh, They simply contact CEDAR via phone, email, uh, ask for the complimentary handbook evaluation. An attorney in our customer relations group will review it. Uh, It'll probably take a few weeks, and then they'll schedule a call with you. Um, You know, I would welcome anybody to give us the opportunity to credential ourselves uh, and, frankly, show you what makes us so special. And as for our listeners out there, Michelle, how would they go about um, finding, you know, your team through a website or a phone number? What is the best way for them to reach out to you? Either works, and you can reach us at www.cedarsolutions, and cedar is c-e-d-r-solutions.com, or you can call us at 866-414-6056. Great, great. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for being on the show today. This has been really, really informative and for me too as a small business owner. Um, all of us definitely need to keep abreast of what's taking place with um, employment and labor laws. So thanks so much for being on the show, and I'd love to have you back on in the future as a guest once again. Thank you, Angela. I look forward to talking to you again. Okay, great. Thanks so much, Michelle. Have a great day. Bye-bye.